Uh, welcome into a bonus edition of the VolQuest.com podcast. I'm Eric Kane alongside Ben McKee. A busy, busy Tuesday for Tennessee athletics, Tennessee baseball, and uh, us here at VolQuest. Ben, I know you've been working uh, working all this stuff much of the afternoon into the evening. Uh, appreciate you joining us. And uh, first and foremost, Tony Vitello, it is finally done. Tennessee fans can take us a, a, a deep breath of, uh, of relief, I guess. It's uh, contract is extended through June of 2026, $1.5 million annually. This is going to put Tony Vitello in the upper echelon in terms of uh, highest-paid coaches in the country, but the Volunteers finally have gotten their guy. They have, after several weeks of, of efforts on, on both sides. Tony Vitello has finally inked a contract extension uh, to remain head coach of Tennessee's baseball program for the foreseeable Future, he will now earn 1.5 million annually through June 2026, and um, haven't had a chance to, you know, see where that ranks. I believe that's at the top, number one, uh, but can't say that with 100% certainty, uh, especially with some big-time coaches moving jobs uh, this off-season. Uh, you had Jim Schlossnagel move from TCU to A uh, and M. You had Tim Tadlock get a new deal. Uh, so a couple of different coaches with new deals. So uh, as soon as we get done, I, I hate that I wasn't able to do it before this, but uh, I'm going to confirm that that is the, the top spot for Vitello. If not the top spot, definitely the top five, uh, which has been the word on the street uh, for Tennessee the last several months, really going back to uh, March and April, that they were prepared to make Tony Vitello one of the highest paid baseball coaches in the country. And they have done that. Uh, so you know, just a little nuanced details with where he ranks. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Uh, all that matters is that he is one of the highest paid coaches in the country. Uh, and then he also received uh, an amendment that allocates a minimum of $900,000 for assistant coaches and support staff salaries. And if you've been listening to me over the last several months, that has been one of the two key pieces to Tony Vitello's new contract is uh, improved staff salaries, improved pool money for the, the coaching staff in uh, Tennessee and Tony Vitello uh, have come to an agreement on that. 900000 seems like a good number to me, so that will go to assistant coaches and support staff salaries as well. Now, in the contract that we have all quest obtained from Tennessee, uh, there was no comment on stadium details, which I found interesting. Uh, I would not begin to freak out yet. I don't know if that is something that that should be included in a contract extension uh, in terms of like actually putting it in in writing or if that will be separate, uh, still working to, to kind of figure out what's what's the deal on that. But in the, the contract that we got at VolQuest, there was nothing about stadium uh, improvement. So something to keep an eye on and, and we'll certainly uh, fill the good folks in uh, as that comes out. And then the last thing, Kaner. Uh, according to the contract, uh, Vitello is owed a bonus of 32% of his base pay if he makes an appearance in the College World Series Championship Series. So not just making it to Omaha, but making it into that final championship series. And then Tennessee would owe him a bonus of 40% of his pay if he were to win the national championship. And uh, another important thing that stands out uh, is his new buyout. Uh, Vitello would owe Tennessee $1 million through June 30th, 2023, drops to 750 uh, June 30th, 2024, and then drops to 250 through June 30th, 2025. And then on the flip side, if Tennessee were to fire Vitello before June 30th, 2024, 
it would have to pay him 100% of his annual salary, then drops to 50% from July 1st, 2024 through the end of his contract on June 30th, 2026. So the main thing to take away from the buyout is that if Vitello were to leave before June 30th, 2023, a.k.a. the next two years, he would owe Tennessee $1 million. Yep, that's uh, that, that's quite the uh, the hefty penny. So it looks like Tony Vitello uh, is locked in for the long term here with Tennessee. He went from one of the lowest paid uh, paid head coaches in the SEC, making uh, six hundred thousand, to now of course one point five annually. You beat me to it about uh, the the pool of uh, nine hundred thousand dollars for his assistant coaches and support staff. Uh, that's been a consistent theme all season long or all off season long. Um, is that's very important to Tony Vitello, and then of course. The stadium renovations and the plans to make a commitment to Lindsey Nelson Stadium, upgrading all that different stuff, the weight room, and 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 so much more. And though it wasn't mentioned in the the contract that we obtained, I, I feel like I mean Tony Vitello knows Tennessee knows that was a big reason for Tony Vitello, you know, wanting to you know have a future here. And as Brent has pointed out many many times uh, on these podcasts and on the chats and everything. And a lot of these people that make these type of decisions, they don't even meet until later this month. And so, like, for it to be in a contract, it's kind of hard to do. So, uh, as you pointed out, I, would, I wouldn't freak out whatsoever because, uh, again, a lot of this just wasn't feasible at this time. But I, I do believe a commitment to that stadium is going to be coming because Tony Vitello would not have locked in long-term if not. Yes, and both sides are, are right for their stance on the stadium renovations. As you just pointed out on Tennessee side, there's a <laughs> certain steps that have to be gone through in order to, to start building. You just can't roll out a bulldozer one day uh, and begin stadium renovations. Uh, it doesn't work like that. You have to go through the city and make sure everything is according to plan. Things that are way over my head and way above my pay grade. Uh, so yes, Tony Vitello would like to get things going ASAP, but that's really nothing that Tennessee can control. But why the stadium renovations have been so important to Tony Vitello is because this is the third athletic director that Tony Vitello has had. He was hired by John Curry. He then had Philip Fulmer, and now he has Danny White. And all three have spoken to him about stadium renovations, and there's been a lot of talk about stadium renovations between Tennessee's previous and current administrations to where it's to the point to where it's okay. I've heard this before. Can we actually get it in writing? Yeah. And again, as I said earlier, I I don't know whether that's something that is supposed to go in, in the revised contract that is, that has come out the new contract extension. I I don't know if that would be separate, Um, but you, you can't blame Tony Vitello for, for not wanting that in writing because there's been a lot of lip service in the past about stadium renovations and not a whole lot of action. So not only Tony Vitello, again, we're talking about a busy, busy day here on Tuesday as we, uh, Ben McKee, Eric Kane here on a mini podcast, fallquest.com. Um, the Major League Baseball draft concluded on Tuesday. When it's all said and done, seven players were drafted from Tennessee, uh, second most in program history. Briefly, it, you're kind of teetering that line there, Ben, because of course, you, you know these guys, you root for these guys, you cover these guys, you want to go see them fulfill their dreams. A lot of times you want some of them to come back so they're still at Tennessee. That That's the same case for the for the signees as well. But overall, this is 
at the end of the day, this, in my opinion, will go so much farther in not only the, the stability and the credibility of the program, but for Tony Vitello in recruiting. Hey, you want to go and get drafted? Hey, you want to have a professional career? Come to Tennessee, learn from, from, from Anderson, learn from Tony Vitello, and go and get drafted. Uh, and if you continue to recruit that quality of player, uh, then you can just – it's not going to be a re – it's not going to be a, a rebuild. It's going to be just a reload. And of course, Tennessee is going to have to reload to a certain extent now with seven players gone on and drafted to major league baseball organizations. Absolutely. He's following the, the Rick Barnes route. And how can you blame Tony Vitello? Because Rick Barnes has been very successful with that route of taking some guys who weren't highly recruited, uh, developing them, getting the most out of them, winning big with them and sending them off to the professional ranks. And, and that's what uh, Tony Vitello is now doing. And, and maybe Josh Heupel should take some notes from Tony Vitello and Rick Barnes on that, that path. And uh, yeah. it's, it's going to come really easy for Tennessee now. Uh, new contract extension, uh, several guys drafted, and, and you're already starting to see the fruits of the labor pay off uh, with, with adding uh, Chase Dolinger, a transfer from Georgia Southern, who was a freshman All-American uh, he announced that he was committing to Tennessee over Arkansas and That's Texas big. Tech. Big-time addition. Uh, and this is on the heels of a guy like Seth Halverson, Missouri's best pitcher last season, uh, choosing Tennessee as as well. Uh, and then in re- relations to the draft, Chase Burns, the, the big right-hander who can touch triple digits. The, the next blade, Tidwell, is kind of what I've been calling him from the same area, uh, walking the same path of, of could be drafted out of high school but deciding to come to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee gets Chase Burns on campus, which is a huge development, an absolute huge development, because in the SEC, you have to have pitchers to win, to be successful. And, and Chase Burns is, is really going to help in that way. And then you also, you know, some things broke your way uh, later in the draft with Seth Stevenson not being picked early, uh, a junior college shortstop who can absolutely run. Uh, and his draft stock has skyrocketed over the last couple of months. Uh, he didn't get drafted early, so made the decision. Uh, to to come to Tennessee and uh, outside of Ryan Spikes, the the shortstop from the the Atlanta area, uh, who was drafted in the third round, it appears that he is going to sign with the Rays. Outside of him and Dayton Dooney, who was drafted in the sixth round by the Royals, he didn't really have any big losses. But Chase Burns is is such a a big piece to the puzzle, such a, a talented player, uh, truly an elite prospect, and with the position that he plays, kind of like a quarterback it makes up for everything else that happens in the draft. And it, that alone just makes it a big win. It would have been a, a big loss for Tennessee had Jace Burns uh, been drafted and signed. So uh, been a really good couple of days for, for Tennessee baseball. And uh, I think the one thing that it proves to me, Eric, is that this past season, the past two seasons were not a fluke. Tony Vitello and Tennessee baseball are here to stay. Last thing, Ben, then we'll uh, we'll call quits here. Again, this is a mini podcast, but you and I like to talk. Um, and you kind of hit on it there, but, uh, you know, the, the Major League Baseball draft, there's so many twists and turns. You have guys that are slotted at, you know, may, maybe as a second-round pick to slide to the fourth, or, you know, they, they get word that, hey, they're not going to sign unless they get this dollar figure, so teams will pass on them, stuff like that. Were there any, on Tennessee's behalf, were there any surprises? Uh, again, you hit on a few, but were there any surprises that – kind of going into this draft process, you thought things would unfold one way or a player will be selected here or, um, and it kind of turned out a, a different way that could help or, or hurt. Tennessee. Not re- yeah, uh, not really. And by the way, I am the one who really likes to talk even more so than you, which is 
which is really saying something about me uh, because you also <laughs> like to talk. Uh, us two getting going is, is not a great combination, especially when we're when we're doing a short pod. Just looking right now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, not not any big surprises. Uh, Ryan Spikes, I, I think he could classify as a surprise. Uh, and, and the reason that it was surprising is because of how it played out. He went in looking for first round, second round money. And remember, with the MLB draft, it's not about where guys get drafted. It's about how much a team is willing to sign them for. That yeah. That's more important than than where they are being drafted. And Ryan Spikes went into the draft looking to, to make first round, second round money. He makes it through the first two rounds without being drafted. You think Tennessee's in the clear. And then late in the third round with the 100th pick, the Tampa Bay Rays pick Ryan Spikes. And the Tampa Bay Rays are not stupid. They, they are a great organization. And they're not going to take a kid late in the third round that they don't know is going to sign. They, they're taking somebody that they know that they are going to sign in that moment. So uh, it appears that the Rays, even though they drafted Ryan Spikes in the third round, it appears that they are going to give him first, second round type of money to essentially buy him out of his Tennessee commitment. So not a surprise that Ryan Spikes is going to head to the professional ranks, but kind of a surprise of how it played out because you, you thought Tennessee was in the clear after he didn't get drafted in the first or second round. Chase Burns, uh, not a huge surprise. That's just more of a, a sigh of relief. Uh, he was looking for first round money and first round money only. And uh, when he didn't get that, he decided to to come to Tennessee. And Frank Anderson will develop him into a top 15, top 20 pick if all goes according to plan. Uh, and then Dayton Dooney, the, the other guy that I mentioned earlier, a uh, junior college guy that started at Arizona. Uh, he probably would have started for Tennessee uh, at second base this upcoming season. Um, but the Royals snag him in the sixth round. And I don't think Tony Vitello is going to be a Kansas City Royals fan anytime soon. So not really a surprise that he got drafted, but you thought that Tennessee was reaching the point in the draft to where they weren't going to have to, to worry about him. So uh, outside of those guys, no real big surprises. All right. So tons of coverage over at VolQuest.com. Of course, uh, Ben has all the details on Tony Vitello inking his extension, uh, some some junior college and some transfer articles up there for Tennessee baseball as well. Rob Lewis began his scouting the opponent series earlier this week. Uh, Pittsburgh is up there from earlier today. And of course, he'll have a new one each and every day. VolQuest chat is up there on the top page. Continual recruiting coverage as well from myself, Austin Price, Ben, and everybody else. So really, really a busy week for VolQuest, busy Tuesday, and uh, great job, Ben. Thanks for uh, joining us here on this little mini pod. Absolutely, my friend. All right, for Ben McKee, I'm Eric Kane here on VolQuest.com.